Community-driven businesses make your competitors squirm. When you create a community, one that you love, no one else can duplicate it. They can try. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Engage Groups podcast. I am your host, Sandra DeFreitas. Thank you so much for joining me on our very first podcast. In this episode, I'm going to tell you exactly what to expect in this podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about why I love community-driven businesses and why they are the leading way to grow, engage, and monetize your business. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and how I got here. Why don't we start there? So I started off in computer science in university, absolutely loved it. I loved the problem solving, loved, you know, um, just working and the, I love how, I love figuring out how things work. So that was like perfect for me. When I left computer science, I, um, I went into two different, I had two different corporate jobs. So one was for ERP software and the other one was supply chain management software. So you can imagine I was bored to bits. Um, the software alone was boring and it was just like all this talk about stuff that I had no idea what a supply chain was when I got hired. The exciting part of the job was I got to travel. So I accumulated many, many travel points and used those points to travel to Australia and New Zealand. And before then, I was traveling, and I think the most exciting place that I can tell you that I stayed at was in Puerto Rico in a timeshare where Ricky Martin's manager <laughs> stayed. It was on a beach. It was amazing. And I absolutely loved it. And I loved Puerto Rico. Now, when um, my travel started to decrease, I got super bored and I started to look otherwise. So what did I want to do? What did I, you know... What, was, what other jobs could I be trained for or were my skills transferable? And I was really, really not enjoying the technical world. And before I went to university, I loved computer science because I loved to know how things work, but I also loved psychology because I like to know how the brain works. So I did you know, take a few psychology classes in university, but at this point in my life, I was like, what else can I do? So I was actually on a flight from Toronto to Boston. So we had a client in Foxborough, Massachusetts. And on that flight, I was reading a fitness podcast. I had no time for fitness at the time. I, sorry, I was reading a fitness magazine. I had no time for fitness, but I was definitely reading the magazine. So I read the magazine and there was an article on life coaches and I thought, this is awesome. So I went to life coach school a year later. Uh, sorry, not the life coach school, um, the um, Coaches Training Institute, Coaches Training, CTI. Um, so I did that for uh, a year and I absolutely loved it. I thought I was going to be a life coach. I hired my very first coach, Chris Barrow out of the UK. He was known as the million dollar coach. He helped coaches build their business and he also worked with dentists. So he's currently still working with dentists. I owe a lot to Chris and I absolutely loved being in his community. So he was my coach for two years. We did, he would fly to Toronto where I live and did a couple of workshops. And I learned so much about internet marketing from him. In fact, my first uh, experience with him was in, um, before I hired, just before I hired him, I was at a live event of his, it was two days and I was immersed in internet marketing and I absolutely loved it. So I thought, you know what, maybe there's something here for me. So on our first workshop, with the paid coaches. So like those people who went from the live event to buy his coaching program, I'm sitting there and he's having problems with his computer. 
and no one is helping him. So I get up and I go to the front of the room and I help him and I sit back down. And then it happens again, either the next day or later that day. And I just looked around. I'm like, I cannot believe no one is helping him with his computer. It just felt like how rude. So (laughs) I walked over, helped him with his computer. And by the time I sat down, people in the room were like, Sandra, you know how to do this tech stuff? I'm like, well, yeah, of course I do. Doesn't everybody? And they kind of looked at me like, no. And in fact, one person said, you know, I actually have my assistant stay with me when I do teleclasses in case something happens with the phone line. So you can tell this was a while back. (laughs) This was uh, 2005. And so I thought, oh, are you saying you guys would hire me? And yeah, that's where I got my very first clients. Now, my world kind of like opened up in that moment because I didn't see my own genius. And I've seen this before with clients and, and friends too. I didn't see my own genius. So I didn't see where, you know, my tech skills with my life coaching skills could help these coaches who needed help with online. So that's where I started. I started um, doing very high level technical things for clients uh, while also building my business. I then created an agency. I had, um, at one point, I had like 24 um, contractors under my wings and we had multiple clients and it was a fascinating time. I also produced a book, self-published a book called, Does This Blog Site Make My Wallet Look Fat? Now I was really known for WordPress and especially after writing that book. And I did three, uh, three editions of that book. So I was speaking at events for WordPress. I was helping people with their WordPress sites. We had our agency, everything. In 2014, I became pregnant with my son and I was like, okay, there's like, what else can I do? You know, like I want to expand as an, like I really value education. So I actually reached out to a friend of mine and I said like, look, like you're doing some cool things. Can I just come and like volunteer for you while I'm on this maternity leave? Now in Canada, maternity leave is a year. And I think that they're moving that to 18 months. And I know a lot of you are jaw dropped right now as, as you listen to that. But as an entrepreneur, I had no one actually paying me for my maternity leave. So I did have my agency making money and that was very helpful. So they made the money while I was, you know, working because we had all these clients. But I thought, I'm going to take this opportunity to learn something new. So I called up my friend and I said, can I come and volunteer for you? And he said, yes. But the project that he wanted me to work on actually switched. And a year later, he reached out to me again. And he said, look, like, I know you're not on maternity leave, but I could really use your skills because you've built so many membership sites for people. And you know my strategies. Could you come and help us with the launch as we're launching this membership site course? And I'm like, yeah, sure, no problem. So what was supposed to be three weeks ended up being two years, just over two years. So I was a community manager and I managed six Facebook groups for them while I was um, working for them. I had, uh, I was the coach for the program and I coached the course three times. I was the head coach for their high-end coaching program. So I created content. I did membership site review, membership site tours. 
uh, launch debriefs, I did Q&As with the high-end program, and I did 303 individual coaching calls between August and end of June, 303. So I was pretty busy. I did leave shortly after that program ended. And when I left, I, you know, I left on a Friday and then by Monday, I was like, I need my own community. I miss community and I want my own community. So I went onto my face, I went onto my Facebook profile. I said, look, I need to have my own community. It's been like two days and I'm like really itching for one. Uh, what should I name it? Here's what I'm thinking it's going to be about. And it was really, I thought my, my group was going to be about digital marketing, which is something that I've been learning for so, so long at that point. And um, so I, I did, I created a group and I had, you know, from that post where I was asking people what I should name it, I then had people say to me, uh, like they wanted to join the group. And then I did Q and A calls and I started growing the group a little bit more. And one of the things that they kept asking me about was Facebook groups. So a lot of the people from that membership program kept came into that program and they're like, look, I saw what you did and you really increased the engagement in the group. And I saw what you did and I wanna know how I can grow the group. And I saw what you did and how can I monetize? How can I launch in my group? Um, or what was your hack for this? Or how did you deal with this problem? And all these you know, things kept coming up about Facebook groups. And to me, it was like back to that moment where I was sitting in that room with all the coaches thinking, why isn't anyone helping him? You know, I thought everyone should know this. Everyone knows this stuff because it was just like so natural to me that this Facebook group stuff was kind of like, doesn't everybody know this? So my friend Katie Momo said to me, Sandra, Facebook groups are hot and you need to jump on this and you are the best person to do this. So if I were you, I, you know, create a membership of this or that, whatever, all these offers, because people are going to be wanting them. Truthfully, at that time, I was really burnt out. So I was happy just to grow the group and see where it went. But by a few months later, I had outlined a course and I did a beta of my course, which at the time was engaging and marketing communities. And since then we rebranded the, the course and now it's part of our community driven business accelerator. The course is called Engaged and Profitable Groups. And it takes people from growing their group to engaging their group to monetizing their group and all the other things in between. And so that's where this kind of began, you know, and throughout that, the whole, like the last few years, just before I started this Engage Groups business, I had my agency. I was working for this membership site program. I was helping people with launches. We did five launches while I was with them. Three were for the course, two were for um, upgraded options. So one was that high-end coaching program that I was part of, and one was for another coaching program that I wasn't part of because I left um, just as it was beginning. And they were seven-figure launches. And in between, I was coaching people on their launches. And, you know, we have like, um, with those people, we made five, five, okay, so how do I say this? recurring revenue of five figures each month, which is huge. And went from like, you know, they had us, it, we increased it by that much. It wasn't like we went from zero to five. I actually increased it by that much. They were making, you know, a lot every month. And it was like, it excited me. So I love launching. 
and I love Facebook groups. And so I merged them together in this business. So there we are. So let me go into why I love community-driven businesses. Community-driven businesses are the leading way to increase organic referrals. So people coming in that you didn't have to pay for ads, you didn't have to, you know, go out and kiss babies, whatever. They are organic. They came into your group organically, whether it was by an invitation or by a suggestion. Um, like if you have a Facebook group, you have a suggestion, uh, Facebook suggests your group. Um, it incre increases sales leads. So while people are in your community and connecting, the amount of people interested in buying something from you is better, is stronger. I will say that there are times where I'm thinking about buying something from someone and I will go look to see if they have a free Facebook group so I can watch their previous Facebook lives, so I can watch how they handle their community, so I can see if their values match mine, if I can see if their community is a match to me as well before I go and buy. And so I've done this many, many times for products and services, from products, courses, membership sites, you name it. Now, Facebook groups or community-driven businesses also have an increased lifetime value. So the lifetime LTV, the lifetime value of a customer, this means the total amount a customer buys from you over their lifetime. It increases it. So it's not like someone comes into your community and they buy from you once. They will buy from you over and over and over. And that is gold, 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 gold. The other thing about your community is because you're going to lead your group, your community by your own values, likely everyone in that, that group is going to share the same values. Or if they don't share them, they're going to have to respect yours because your values become your boundaries in your group. You're also uh, community-driven businesses gather fans who support and cheer you on. I'll tell you about my first launch, my membership launch in a future episode, but I tell you that I went live in that group, that small group that I had to launch my membership uh, site. And in the first five minutes, I had eight people buy. And that was because these were my fans who supported me and cheered me on and wanted to see me do well. Also, it was a great product. It was a great offer for them, right? So they jumped on it. And so eight people in five minutes was incredible. It is a great, quick, quick sale. And I got to tell you, that sales page, it was fugly. It was barely even a sales page. It was awful. It was, I so wish I had a screenshot of it because I really wanted to show people. It was really just a couple of paragraphs telling them why I was passionate about Facebook groups and that, you know, if they want to join my membership here, here you go. And then I added screenshots of people who were excited about it, <laughs> who posted that they were excited about it. Okay, Facebook groups or communities. <laughs> this is a funny one. It makes me funny. It makes me laugh. It doesn't make me funny. Community-driven businesses make your competitors squirm because, hey, they can't duplicate the community that you've created. They can't like, you know, it's not like a, a copy. They can just copy and paste it and pretend like this is them authentically. You, when you create a community, one that you love, right? No one else can duplicate it. They can try, but no communities are gonna be the same. So they can't duplicate the community and the love for your community and the love that your community has for you. Now, another one, increased retention. Okay, if you know anything about recurring revenue, the biggest thing to think about, the biggest thing to concern yourself with is retention. 
And because retention means like you, you acquire this client and now they're paying you month to month to month. If they leave, it's going to cost you to acquire another customer. So increased retention in a community is because people come, they came for what you're offering, but they love the community so much, it's harder for them to leave. You know, it's like summer camp. They don't want to leave. So, and also less people leave like a Facebook group or community and more people will unfollow or unsubscribe from your other social or your emails than they will from a Facebook group. Your Facebook group is amazing or your community is amazing for market research. I use it all the time. So I'll go in and say, hey, what do you think about this? Or of all these topics, which one should I cover next? Both in my paid and free groups. Market research is the, this, like, this is your market research. This is your R&D team. So you can test out your content, your product, your service ideas. In fact, I actually tested out my mastermind in my paid group. So in my membership group, I wrote and said, I think it was along the lines of, hey, I'm really thinking about creating a low level, zero travel mastermind. In this mastermind, we will meet three times a week on Zoom. Uh, it'll be like hot seat coaching, first in, first served, plus there'll be a Facebook group, plus it's gonna be accountability. And in short notice, I got 10 people to sign up for that mastermind. And then when I need to fill it more, I just went back into my membership and, and sold it again. So for me, I tested that idea with them. And when it went well, I was like, great, let's try this out. Let's see how this mastermind works. And then as it kept growing and going, I would either, I would first go to my membership or I'd go to my profile and be like, hey, who else wants in? And it was because of that free Facebook group that I was, able, or sorry, in, in the membership and me testing that out that I was able to do that. Okay, two more. Community-driven businesses decrease marketing costs because it's free to have a Facebook group. It's free to have a community. You can go in there and post anytime that you want. I've posted for uh, any workshop, paid or free workshops, free uh, challenges I've done, affiliate marketing, filling my mastermind, you name it. All of them in there, and it's free. No need to pay for ads. Okay, the next thing is it decreases customer acquisition costs. Because your customers are in there, because the people who are interested are in there, you have you could pay for ads, you could pay for things to get more customers, but how awesome is it that you could just go into your Facebook group or into your community and say, hey, I've got this offer, who wants in? All right, thank you so much for listening to this first episode. We've got the rest of the episodes for you to listen to for season one. I am so excited and I appreciate you listening in. Thanks everyone. Bye.